No, 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 no. What? You know, my fault. you know what I hate when you go and you're super excited to see a movie or something like that. And your friend or someone who you thought was your friend comes up and they're just like, oh, man, I totally just saw whatever movie it was. I can't believe that so-and-so was the bad guy. You know who's the bad guy right now, Sean? You uh, you are. No. You showed me what the PS5 looked like before I even got a chance to see it on the stream. Uh, that's, that's not really my fault. If you uh, remember correctly, we both committed to doing something at a certain time, and then somebody had to go out with his girlfriend and run errands Actually, while everything was happening. Actually, I was out by myself. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm forgiven. <clears throat> Best friend status still held. I I think we'll have to we'll have to talk about that one. Oh. Whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene On Screen Podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. The music's playing. That means you can't be mad at me anymore. Welcome to the Scene On Screen Podcast with uh, Sean and David. And today we are... Uh, we're going to go over our second video game release in a month, or I guess video game presentation in a month's time. And uh, Ish, yeah. I mean, it, it was about what I expected Sony to do. I, I'm going to say, so, though, right off the bat, I'm more impressed with this one, though, than with Microsoft's. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you saw first-party titles. Well, I think like, I think Sony... Was like, oh well, you know, Microsoft just showed indie games. It, theirs was like twenty minutes long. We're gonna show a lot of stuff, and they did. We're, we're, but they also showed the PlayStation logo five hundred times. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I they, was so annoyed. In case you didn't know which console you were uh, watching, like which console. <laughs> in case it wasn't clear, the console that we were watching was the PS Five. So. Um, let's get into it. I thought it started off really cool. Um, it was nice to kind of see like that whole PlayStation timeline come around. Um, you got to see some really cool old looking games. Well, I shouldn't say old, but like retro would be the, the keyword. Yeah, older, sophisticated titles. Aged. Um, the the cool thing too is like. There, there was that nostalgia factor while it was going through. And I remember I was watching a reaction last night after, while well, I was like kind of digesting and I was working on some work stuff. So I had it on in the background and I heard somebody say like, Oh my God, I remember little big planet. Oh my God. I remember ratchet and clank. And sure enough, all they did was foreshadow their entire show within their like two minute opening video, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. I'm I'm actually kind of shocked we didn't see another God of War title. We are going to go through the titles, all the meat and potatoes. We have a big jam-packed show for you. Plus, we have another weekly challenge at the end of the show for you guys, which we're excited about. Um, if you haven't seen it already, we do have our weekly challenge review posted on our Instagram. We reviewed Munchkin Quack Quest, and it wasn't all quacked up to be. Or it wasn't all it was quacked up to be. Go check it out on Instagram. 
And here are our thoughts. David will have thoughts for his game sometime this week. Um, were you surprised or nervous at all when the first thing you saw was the Rockstar logo? And Grand Theft Auto Five so, is expanding to the next generation. So this is my thoughts on that. They this is the future of gaming, right? On a game that came out on and, the PS3 and Xbox 360, and they yeah they started it with a seven-year-old game. Dude, it's more than that. The game came out in 20- two thousand thirteen. I thought it came out in twenty twelve. No, it came out two thousand thirteen, and they start the future of gaming with GTA five. Like they could have thrown that somewhere in, in the middle of the presentation, but they start with it, which, which is kind of funny. I thought, okay, well, hold on. These are, this is a lot of stuff from GTA five. Like. Could yeah, it was they, like a two could, minute trailer. Too. Yeah. Could they be, um, could they just be using this as like, are they making like a sequel? To GTA 5? GTA 5 2? Plus 1. <laughs> GTA um, 6? But no, they literally... they. I think the only thing that they... The only reason why they did that is because from now until whenever GTA 5 is released on the PS5, um, any PlayStation players who play online will get a million dollars in-game on GTA Online. Uh, from now every month from now until the uh, the game releases on the PS5, which means they're going to get twelve million dollars. Yeah, and you know what? If they don't make GTA Five like a free upgrade, I'm not buying it again. Well, they are. They're giving they're giving GTA Online free to all. Oh, but that's it. Not the, not the core game. Not the core game, but you'll get the online. So what I'm thinking. Rockstar might be attempting to do as their own kind of maybe not like a battle royale, but just like an online version of their game, which could be interesting, could be different. Yeah, I'm for one, I'm ready for a new Grand Theft Auto story. Like we were, we were spoiled back in the day getting them every two, three years, mm-hmm. and they were all quality games. Now, nobody knows what's rock, what Rockstar is up to. They just had a huge like smash with Red Dead. Give us Grand Theft Auto Six. Well, the, like the, the other thing, thing too though, is like PS Two. There was three full, uh, full length, and you know, good Grand Theft Auto games. GTA Three. PS One had three too. Yeah, like but full three D, right? Like PS One had they're all the top down ones, which technically I guess would be easier to make. Um, but like GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas both. Um, all of which kind of expanded more on the previous one. Those all came out on the PS2. But now from the PS3, now over to like three generations, it is one game. And now, okay, I get it. Rockstar made Red Dead 2, which is, um, as far as I know, a, a very good game. Also, and, one of the biggest games ever and it's, made. Yes, it's massive, right? So, like, there's a lot of work put into that. But, come on, guys. Give us GTA Yeah, I, like, I'm kind of disappointed in that. Um, solely because I remember when I got... Oh, this was so long ago. Seven years. Um, I got my, like, the box set for Grand Theft Auto V, which I've since moved to a collector because I didn't want it anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I got that for the Xbox 360. Um, and you were given a one free upgrade through Rockstar to upgrade your online account. And half the time it didn't work. So everything that you earned was like gone anyways. Yeah. And I remember like playing on the 360 and then you remember the tech demo that came out where it like showed the pans of what the land looked like versus what it could look like. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, you're going to get an expanded and enhanced Grand Theft Auto 5 in 2021. Not 2020. 2021. That is a very odd way to start a presentation. Yeah. And it's like, when in 2021... Is it going to be January or is it going to be, you know, March? I could see that happening. It probably is going to be like uh, March. Oh, it's going to be like a summer game. Yeah, for sure. Um, But enough about Grand Theft Auto. Let's get into the real stuff. So this is where I think Sony took a page or took what Microsoft did and changed it because they posted right up front that it was everything you're seeing from this point on has either been tech demoed or played on the ps5 so you're seeing solely ps5 footage Mm -hmm. the funny part about that i don't know like as i caught the live stream like i was about 15 minutes late for it which was great because it was just the playstation logo um the most it was broadcasting on on youtube if you were lucky with 1080p, but most streams were cut down to 720p. So you weren't really seeing what it could look like anyways. You were seeing like the renderings and everything in 720p. Well, even you were seeing I, what I like the average it. TV would. Yeah, I was watching it on 1080p. And even with like, it's just with the, the compression of YouTube and stuff like that, you don't get, you don't get the full quality of everything, especially when there's lots of motion. Yeah. But the motion and commotion came in quickly like that. I thought so. Um, with like, see, this is where I thought Sony was going to be like, okay, they're, they're getting ready to pull up the big bat. And they're just going to fucking hit Microsoft with everything they have. So they show a Spider-Man title off. They're dropping another Spider-Man, a Miles Morales Spider-Man holiday 2020. Buy your PS5 and get Spider-Man at Christmas. That's pretty sweet. And it's presumably the Miles Morales that just grew up from the original Spider-Man game that we just played. Um, but it's also going to be based a little bit more on the Into the Universe Spider-Man that we saw. So he has like electric powers and stuff like that. Um, first opinion on that is it looked really beautiful for what was clearly a trailer. Yeah. There's no gameplay whatsoever. Um, it didn't show any sort of like alpha, beta, anything underneath that. It looked it reminded me a lot of the first Spider-Man or not the first, but the Spider-Man for PS4 when we saw the trailer Mm -hmm. for it. I'm just shocked that we're going to see it so quickly, which means it's going to have technical limitations. If it waited longer, it might've had a little bit of the kinks out of it, but I think it's going to sell. Maybe not technical limitations, but because, and, and this is proven every console generation, the games that come out at launch don't always look significantly better than they would have on a previous on the previous generation console. And that's just because the developers just haven't had enough time with the system. Even if though they might've had the dev kit for the last like two years, there's still a lot of work 
to do in unlocking the potential and kind of pushing the console. Um, and, and we'll see the same thing with the Xbox Series X, um, where the games that come out at launch, they might look better with atmosphere. They might have some more, you know, reflections and, you know, particles and whatnot. But the overall game, I don't think it's going to look leaps and bounds better than what it could look like on a PS4 yeah. or an Xbox One X. The the key word or the buzzword of the day was ray tracing. You heard that in multiple trailers and features. Yeah, who is this ray guy and why do they keep tracing him? Hey, I th- I think they're trying to find him with the light. Um, I don't know. My last thought on Spider-Man is I think the one thing that made Spider-Man PS4 a little bit of a hassle for me was the multitude of suits and the fact that like to do certain things, you had to have a certain suit. Mm-hmm. And you saw multiple suits. The Miles Morales suit was black and red. And like, that's even from the comics. That's not just from into the universe, but the whole thing was like, he also had like that electrical power that he could kind of like vanish. And you saw those things, Mm -hmm. but you also saw multiple other suits that you were like, Oh cool. That's kind of weird. What is this? And like, I'm interested to see what the story is going to be like. But for me, I like if, I'm going to operate in this um, review situation as if I'm already buying the PS4 at launch. This would be a pre-order title for me. If if I was getting the PS4 or PS5 at launch, this would be a game that I would pick up right away. Yeah, I think like if you're looking for a game to just really dive in, uh, no pun intended, um, and play that you know is going to be... And Insomniac has a, a pretty good standard of quality for their games um so you know that it's not going to be any worse than what they've done in the past like it's not going to be like oh well spider-man ps4 was you know significantly better it's not going to be like that so you know you're going to get a quality game that's going to be fun um so i i could see this being a a must-have launch title yeah, Spider-Man Four or PS4 also took like two years to show off and make. This one came out of nowhere, and it's going to be ready for launch. Right, that they probably concern. started working on it very shortly after finishing, or I guess they probably started working on it right when the PS4 one was done. Um, and they were like, "Oh, here's the tech demo for PS5. Let's see what we can do." And they probably divided their dev team up so that you know some of them worked on the. Um, the DLC stuff for the PS4 one. And then the other half started working on the PS5. And then, you know, Sony's probably helping these developers a lot with, you know, tech support and getting these things up and running. Um, Cause one thing that we haven't really seen from either Sony or Microsoft is um, games that are, coming out for both systems separately at the same time, like, like the PS4 and PS5, right. Um, or the Xbox one or series X, you're not getting the same game. Like when the PS, like with the previous generation, it was the same game released for both consoles separately. And it's as if they lowered the quality of the previous one to kind of push what the, the new console edition 
um, to make it look significantly better. Um, what we're getting now is we're getting these games that can run on both. So I think a lot of these are being developed using like the previous gen or the current gen um, hardware in mind, right? And then they're adding enhancements. It's like kind of like when you're playing a PC game and you can change the quality settings from, you know, high to ultra. I feel like they're kind of doing that right now. Well, the biggest indicator of that would be our next title, which would be Gran Turismo 7. No no title date. It could be a launch title. Most Gran Turismos do. I think this is always going to be... Excuse me. Literally just had trouble breathing there for a second. Um, Gran Turismo 7 or Gran Turismo series and the Forza series for both consoles to me is like one of the, the biggest tech demos that the... Um, the publishers use to show off what their systems can really do because you're moving at an incredible speed in the game. You're depending on light and texture. Um, The disappointing thing to me for this trailer, although we did get to see gameplay footage opposed to just the trailer, because they showed the trailer and then they talked about it for like two seconds. And then they went back into a gameplay where it was a lot of, um, there were cinematics. And then there was also like actual in-game racing. Um, the thing that kind of upset me a little bit is they didn't show any of the other views rendered. Right. It was so all you just could like, only really watch through the, the windshield. Yeah. It was all just um, in car views. I think, yeah, I, I think part of that killed. is so that they can show off like, Oh, look at how detailed our cars are on the inside. Hey, do, you, do you know what shows detail in a car game? When you're driving through the rain or the sun and the reflections on your car. <laughs> yeah. Do you, know, do you know what else shows detail? The world around you. Like you could have a really nice car in a really ass environment. Like I know Gran Turismo works really hard and they use, um, they typically have a lot more, um, what are they called? Like actual like professional racetracks versus Forza. Like they have a lot of them done, mm-hmm. but they also make a lot of their own tracks in Forza. Whereas Gran Turismo uses like Le Mans track and stuff. I and stuff. So my complaint with this, just like any other racing game that they they show off, honestly, they all look the same. You know, you can only have so many reflections on a car, and you know how it. I don't know. You, you get one racing game. You say that, but they missed the, they missed the opportunities on that in the trailer. Sure. It looked cool, but in the gameplay demo, you did not get to see enough. Mm-hmm. And to me that hurt, but uh, Gran Turismo. it's, it's like, there's, there's two different types of racing games. There's simulation and then there's arcade. And everyone knows that Gran Turismo is a sim simulation racing game. They've all looked good in the past. So, you know, if you want a racing game, then I guess this is your option because they didn't show yeah. dirt as in the game. Which, <laughs> yeah, Microsoft showed dirt, not Forza. Mm-hmm. Either Forza because they're supposed to release both this year or in the next two years. So, um, Gran Turismo for me, though, I've never been one to buy it new. I, If I've bought it, it's been more of a... I got it on super sale. Like, it's a bargain binner for me. Yeah, I I probably won't go to my way to to get it. I like them for short gameplay sessions, but I don't play 
enough to uh, really be like, oh, I'm going to dive into this and be the best racer there ever was. Yeah, the thing the thing with me too with Gran Turismo versus like Forza is Gran Turismo made you always um, level up. You had to, oh, what the hell? Like you had to get like different licenses before you could play. Yeah, which was really really annoying as hell. Do you know what game doesn't make you get licenses to play? Um, A little ditty we haven't seen since the PS3, I believe. Unless I am wrong, which I don't think I am. Yeah, We're yeah. talking Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, you are wrong. There was one for PS4? Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. They remade the first Ratchet and Clank. Oh, but that's just a remake. That's yeah, but not- it still counts. It looks It looks significantly better. No, it doesn't. That does not count at all. That so does you, not count as a new Ratchet and Clank game. You're talking about, yeah, okay. See, you're talking about a new storyline, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. The last one we saw came out um, for the PS3. Like, the last new story was Into the Nexus for the PS3. Yeah. Because there was also, like, a, a crack in time. Uh, Quest for Booty, Deadlocked, Up Your Arsenal, which was probably one of my, like, one of the funniest ones. That was PS2. Um, What was the other one called? I think Going Commando or something. I don't know. I got immediately excited when I saw that title. Um, A lot of it had to do with nostalgia, and I think that's what they played on. But the Ratchet & Clank games in general have always been a lot of fun and and really good platformers, like 3D platformers. Yeah. So I, I think this one, though, out of anything, kind of shows off the... And and they were showing pre-alpha footage, which was pretty pretty impressive. Um, I think this one really showed... And, and obviously, we'll see it, how well it works in uh, on release. But um, it showed off the speed of the the hardware, like the system where they're able to load completely new worlds, different worlds, like almost instantaneously, which is really cool because if that means that that game can essentially, you, you might have a, an initial loading when you load, start the game, but going from section to section, not having any load times, you know, that could make for some really seamless and long gaming sessions because, one thing about a lot of these games is like when you have to sit down and wait for a loading screen to load a new level, it kind of breaks down your gaming time and you start to notice how long you've been playing. Right. Yeah. Um, Where if they are able to have this game where you can go from world to world and not have to look at a loading screen, really the only thing would be, you know, him falling through that like portal type thing. But that was, that was short. You know, it was like, a few seconds. Yeah, and our friend uh, Ray Trace showed up in that demo. Um, actually, Clank looked incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that, like a hundred percent. I've like I've really loved that series, but that robot just looked incredibly different, and it looked it 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 was very unique. But it was also nice to kind of see like everything going on in the background reflecting off Clank. Yeah, which is something that hasn't really happened before. Um, that that one again to me is a console seller. There's no re- release date for it yet. However, 
that would be one where if I was buying the PS5, it would be on my radar for playing it as fast as possible. Yeah. Just because I don't think I'd want to miss out. I've played all the other ones. They're a lot of fun. Apparently, I didn't play the PS4 version of a PS2 game. So that's my fault. You should try it. It's fun. Well, it's just the same game. That's like right now you're playing Command and Conquer, which is the exact same game it was the last time, but better. So same, same, but different. <laughs> um, next up, we had Square Enix's first drop. Uh, Project Athea. I didn't know what to think of this. It looked all over the place. Yeah. Actually, the next few games looked a little weird to me, but this one just didn't seem like something I could get into right away. Like I'd have to really see some reviews to get into a fantasy game like this. Well, the thing is it was like a minute and 20 trailer. Um, as with like 99% of um, Square Enix trailers, a lot of it is like, looks like it's pre-rendered animation. There was a little bit of gameplay. It looked like, you know, jumping through along um, like some mountain ranges and yeah, and stuff like that. But uh, this this will be interesting because it it doesn't look like an RPG. Um, so I don't know what div- division or what, you know, umbrella company underscore Enix is working on this. Does it say? Uh, luminous oh, luminous production. So it's you know Square Enix is just the, the publisher, and it's not even the official title of the game yet. It's still a working title. We're not going to see this game for a while. No, no, definitely not. Which could be cool. Like th- this is um the disclaimer under the video is like this is pre development footage. I originally thought seeing the first few seconds of it, it was like a Tomb Raider, and it kind of also reminded me a little bit of that uh. The unnamed game from the Unreal, de- like tech demo, um, but it kind of had like a Tomb Raider meets God of War type of vibe, which I could be for, but I have to see a ton more to be really interested in the game. Um, this one's uh, a heavy. I'm on the review or waiting for the review. Yeah, before like, I go, I, I we don't even know what type of game it is, right? So. As I wrote in the note, it says it looks like a fantasy game of some sort. That's the best I could do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Next up was also super weird. We had Stray, another first party development for the PS5. I had no idea what was going on until I saw the Like I saw a cat and then I was like, all the humans are dead. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I like your I like your note on this. It looks to be a legitimate cat simulator. Have you ever wanted to explore the life of a stray cat? Well, now you can well, in the future. I I I think I wrote that down because I heard somebody say it, but I was like, I well, you just see the cat and then you see all the robots and you're like, is this a game about robots? And then you like halfway through the trailer, you realize that you're looking at everything through the perspective of the eye of a cat. Uh-huh. And he has like a little backpack parachute kind of thing on. I don't know, man, as as graphically enhanced as the trailer looked. 
I can't see myself playing this. There's no, there's no story. Like we don't know what this potential story would be, right? Like, yeah, sure, you play as a cat, but well, the pan up in what appears to be Tokyo looked insanely like Detective Pikachu, and the cat doesn't even look realistic when you look at it up close. And got jebby cheeks. And this game will be coming out for um, PC. PS4, so it's a console exclusive for a limited time. So my guess launches is going to be PS5, PS4, and PC, and then probably like six months later, or maybe maybe limited is like only like two or three months. It might just be the launch window. So um, here's going to be coming out of uh, Xbox. Here's PlayStation's official synopsis of the game: Lost, alone, and separated from family. A stray cat must untangle an ancient mystery to escape a long-forgotten cyber city and find his way home. What? Does this cat have super pa- Can it fly? Can this cat fly? I need mm-hmm. to know. It's also been ratioed horribly. Not a lot of people are super interested in the super cat game. So, that's the first, like... That was the first 20 minutes of the show. And you're like, okay, cool. So I saw some titles I knew, some titles I didn't know, some weird cat video. And then they start showing off their controller again. They're like, uh, well, they, they tell you a little bit about the console, nothing much. They're like ultra 4K Blu-ray, which we knew. Ultra high-speed SSD, which we knew. They talked about our friend Ray Tracing, which we saw coming based off the Unreal Tech demo. And then they got into the controller a little bit more. They talked about how there was going to be a haptic feedback in the controller, which is really nice, especially if you're like an iPhone user, mm-hmm. you're really, or, or like a high end Samsung user, you always kind of have that haptic feedback. So you know what that kind of feels like in your hands. Yeah. The thing I found interesting, which I, I don't recall reading about was the adaptive triggers for a more personalized game feel. So does that mean like it will like, I know when you use like a scuff or an elite controller um, or like a competitive controller, there's like toggles on the back to reduce how far your triggers go in. I'm wondering if in certain games, this controller will learn how you play. And if you're only pulling the the trigger at half, it's going to like figure that out on its own. Or is it a, um, is it like a mechanical switch or something like that? That like the, um, Xbox, Xbox Elite Elite controller has right. That's technically adaptive. You you can ad- adapt it to your. Well, uh, they didn't show the back of the controller while they were doing that, but like it definitely seemed that way. Mm-hmm. Which to me is like, if you're making that standard on your controllers, a your controller is going to be ninety nine dollars, so they're going to join the ranks of like the Joy Cons for price insanity for a controller. That's not competitive. Sorry, that's not a competitive controller. But I'm not going to lie. If I had a game or a controller that learned how I played games based off your login information and AI, I'm pretty for that. Especially like the difference between playing like a, a sports game versus like a shooter and how you would use the triggers or Gran Turismo. I know Xbox, when it came out with the Xbox One, they had magnets put into the triggers to help with that like feel while you were racing. So you got like a road rumble and stuff. Yeah. Which was revolutionary at the time. 
Sony never actually copied that with their bumpers. No, but I don't, I don't really know really many games that have taken advantage of that other than like some racing games. Yeah, I think racing games pretty much exclusively. I don't now, think there's any other ones. Is it the PS5 controller or the, the Series X controller that has kind of like force feedback on their triggers? That's that's still the Xbox because that's that, okay. that feedback with the magnets. Right, yeah. So I wonder if I wonder if they're using some sort of similar tech where it's like if their adaptive triggers is that that's their way of saying um, like a force feedback or whatever. <laughs> We're not trying to get sued, but we definitely put magnets in our controllers <laughs> is what they're saying. Yeah. I, I don't know that that for like the the look of the controller still to me is so ugly that I just. Ugh. You remember the uh, PS3 concept controller, the boomerang? It was, yeah, it was pretty ugly. Too. Yeah. But like, I don't think this is the concept. I think this is what they're like fully releasing. They oh, yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing, the whole system looks looks ridiculous. Yeah, but we can talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, We're going to get back to games, if that's okay with you. Unless you want to talk more about that controller. No, no, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Well, you can finish <laughs> your thought. Of course, you can always finish your thought. This is this is your show. Yeah. Uh, no, I got I got nothing else to say about that. Anyways. All right. Well, what were your thoughts on Returnal? I don't even remember it. It was the spaceman where, um, uh, or sorry, space woman. Oh yeah, it was like the old woman in space with stuff going on. Yeah. I didn't know what I was watching really. Like it kind of had like a destiny vibe and then there was an alien. I was like, okay, maybe not. It looked kind of cool. Crash, die and repeat in this trippy sci-fi action game where one woman must retain her sanity on an alien planet. And the movement looked very boxy in this demo. I must say like, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit the way the running was like of a Bethesda game. Not knocking Bethesda because they make some really great titles, but the way the character moves, like when she's shooting, her whole body's turning, but her like legs are in the same direction. Yeah, like her the the hips pivot, and it's as yeah. if they're on like two different, you know. And and that's the thing is like, what developer made this? I don't recall. I didn't write it down. It doesn't really say. Um, <clears throat> so. This literally looks like the the character movement looks like something from an early or mid PS or sorry a late PS3 game kind of thing. Um, yeah, and, um, and it's actually a PlayStation Studios. Oh, what the hell, guys! Like it looks, and and that's what I think we're going to notice a lot. We're going to see a lot more atmosphere and effects, and there seems to be a lot of that in here. Um, but as a third person shooter, like. If here's the problem, they're not having the aiming adjust or the, or the movement adjust your character position at all. Other than well, like position's not right. Um, what direction you're facing. Yeah. Like if you look at um, games like mass effect, right? Like the original mass effect and, and actually most 3d um, or third person shooters, you're aiming 
determines what way your body's facing, but this one seems to have a complete um, disconnect from the top half of the body and the bottom half of the body where your movement is separate from your aiming. It looks, yeah. it looks really weird. It just kind of looks like everything's like centered onto the center of your screen. And that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm trying to think of a game like time crisis is built like that. The third person one where it's like, you just kind of pivot or like the Batman games. Even when you're playing a boss, you just pivot around the center, right? You're like working in, in an arc. This one to me, I'd have to see reviews in a bargain basement kind of deal. I feel like this, this is the kind of game that will go on PlayStation plus fairly quickly. Yeah. It's going to be your rise son of Rome. <laughs> um, the next title I know is near and dear to your heart. I think I'm just making that up. Um, I don't, I don't know. Did you like little big planet? I, I don't remember. I, I played a bit of it, but it wasn't uh, anything, you know, significant. But it was so significant that Little Big Planet's biggest star, Sackboy, got his own game, which is funny because it was already his own game. Um, yeah, <laughs> it looks really cool. I think the things that made Little Big Planet so good, which were like finding the costumes for Sackboy and the overall platforming by yourself or with your friends, is back in a new adventure. It looked really, really fun. I also liked how the environment was very like there was the side scrolling in some spots. There was 3d platforming in the other spots. It looked really, really cool. I I really enjoyed the trailer. Yeah, there was um, a lot of little things that kind of stood out in it. I think it's going to be fun. Um, But it's not something that made me be like, Oh my God, I got to get the PS5 just for this game. (laughs) This remind some of the launch titles here remind me of the PS2 launch a little bit. PS2, PS3. Yeah, here's yeah. all our really cool little games. Actually, PS3 would be a very good example. Maybe they're just going back to what didn't work for them in the past. Um, next up, we have Destruction All Stars. I've I've been saying for a while now, we need a game that's just cell damage. Or um, why can't I think of the game all of a sudden? Twisted Metal, something like that. Like just a fun, zany, get your car into arena, smash and shoot each other until the game's over. And it looks like Fortnite Fortnite and Rocket League just had a huge baby. And Destruction All-Stars was born. I thought it was kind of cool, too, because you could like leave your car and steal other people's cars. (laughs) Yeah, it it, looks fun. It it does. It looks like one of those like mindless destruction games do you know what would make this game less fun if it was more than $30 it will be yeah and that's what will make it less fun because I don't think I could just like Rocket League was always 25 bucks or 30 bucks Fortnite's free this game needs to be in the lower end because I think that's how you're going to sell a ton of it you're not going to sell this game for $79.99 true yeah you're going to sell this game in like the $30 percentile it, it needs to be priced low enough because I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of depth to the game. Um, it needs to be priced low enough that um, people won't not consider getting it solely because of the price. 
right? Like when you if, we, if you're looking at a launch game to get, so you, you drop, you know, you know, a few hundred, hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of dollars on the the new console, and you're like, okay, well, now I have enough money for, uh, or in my budget for one game. What am I going to get? Or or like one or two games. What am I going to get? Um, am I going to get Spider Man? Yes. Am I going to get Spider Man over? Or or this wreck fest or whatever it's called, um, <laughs> destruction all stars. Destruction all stars. Am I going to get destruction all stars over Sackboy Big Adventure? Well, maybe, maybe not. Right? Like if they're both priced at the same, if they're both at the same price point, well, it's going to come down to: Do you want to blow cars up or do you want to have you know adventure platformer? But then if it if they're both if they're all priced at the $80 price point and you can buy one game and they both look interesting, like Spider-Man or destruction all-stars, what are you going to pick? Well, Spider-Man, because you know that that's going to have a story that's going to have, I don't know. It's going to engage you more than just be like, Oh yeah, we're going to be blowing up some cars today. Look, <laughs> look, look like, you know, <laughs> well, maybe some people would like that. I don't know, but you know, and I think if the game is priced, like you said, like in the $30 price range, you know, it's going to be like, okay, well, this is not priced at a AAA level. So right away, your expectations for the quality or the um, content in it um, is is going to be lowered. Yeah. Right? So you won't be as disappointed as if you're like, oh, well, shit, I just spent, you know, 80 bucks plus tax on on this game and I'm just blowing up cars in an arena like it's going to get boring. Do you know what else hurt its value? Its art style is Rocket League or uh, Fortnite. Yes, yeah. 1000% hurt its value. Because people are like I could buy this game for free. I could just go download Fortnite. You can get a car in there and you can blow shit up. Um yeah, to me that's going to be a I I can't pay more than $30 for it. So that's bargain bin for me. Um, one of the first games I kind of just was very confused by the trailer was, um, the emotional and spiritual Kenna Bridge of Spirits. It, um, the little characters were all adorable. It was animated incredibly beautifully. Um, those little black, um, I don't even know what they would be like. They were like little bears. (laughs) The game looks adorable. But it doesn't look like a game that's going to be super intensive or hard to play, if that makes sense. But does it need to be hard to play? Well, I guess not. But like, it might be a very story-driven linear game. But also, if you look at the trailer, like you don't really know who the bad guy is. You also see she's very connected. It kind of has like a Pikmin vibe with the amount of little things that follow her. Yeah. These little wings. They look like the little dust mites from Spirited Away. Yeah, a little. But they help her on her journey. We're going to call this animated Pikmin. No, we're actually going to call it Kenna Bridge of Spirits. But So the funny does- thing is, is as um, when we were watching that, um, Angela was in the room and she's like, she actually, her first comment was, why did they have like a stereotypical... Asian guy talking. She's like, why does why do they have to do that accent? 
<laughs> and so she was kind of like taken back by that because it's like, oh, of course they have that that you know old man English Asian like typical Asian accent. Yeah. And then she saw like the little black dust mite things, and she's like, oh my god, it's so cute. I want that game. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's definitely that kind of game. To me, this is a, this was a non-starter for me. I just I don't see myself playing this kind of game unless it came free with a console. Yeah, or like, I'm talking like free. Yeah, but see, that's that's you, right? Like you, you I know you only want Madden 2021. Let the record show I do not <laughs> want Madden 2021. Um, it it seems like it could be a light-hearted um platformer like puzzle platformer but if i were to get it i would probably just wait for it to be on sale like significant like one of those like deep discount sales that sony has every so often it's not like a 51 puzzle collection that you just had to have three days after launch okay that was (laughs) i only got that one because i didn't know that it was coming out physical and uh, my work got some copies in so I've, I've the, the worst my thing time. about you working in a place that has video games. Yeah, it's the worst. Like, <laughs> especially when we oh, get like oh. one copy of a game in that I know is going to be really hard to find, and it's like, uh, I can't. I shouldn't. I must. You have to wait till the end of your shift, and you keep hiding the game. You're like, oh my god, somebody saw it. Oh well, they don't really care if I. I, I was like, oh shit, Clubhouse Games is in. And he's like, yeah, we got two copies. I'm like, damn it. He's like, do you want one? I'm like, yes. <laughs> um back to facts of sony um goodbye volcano high was my uh, original notes on my piece of paper were hold on what the fuck did i just watch did neo pets and my little pony have a baby yeah it looks stupid i don't even know what type just, of game it is it um according to sony goodbye volcano high is a cinematic narrative adventure Boring. The end of an era, beginning with a love story. Sounds like furries are going to love it. Yeah, maybe. That like it definitely looks like it was designed for the brony crowd. Oh yeah, for no sure. Offense, brony. That one's for you. So we're just going to say David's going to buy this on launch because <laughs> it seems like the kind of game he would love to play. It's two players, so he could play with uh, his girlfriend, and it's really fun. Um. um. No. <laughs> the next game that uh, Sony showed off, my my first note was just the word Rango. It's called Oddworld Soulstorm. Why Rango? It just kind of reminded me of Rango. It's an. I odd, never played it. It's an. I've never played the Oddworld game. games. I yeah, never no. really played them. I tried to get into it. I. It's like a weird. They're weird games. It looked really cool. The the graphics were really, really impressive for the reveal trailer. We don't know to what extent the uh, the graphics or like what, sorry, level of graphic we saw. Like, is this just rendered trailer? Is this alpha, beta? It, it looked really interesting. It's definitely a, a platformer that could grasp your attention for a long period of time. Uh-huh. Um, it's also available on all consoles and PS wait. It says it's going to be released on consoles and PC through the Epic game store. So this looks like it's going to be on Xbox as well. 
Yeah, I, I, at this point though, I would be surprised if all if if a lot of these third party games don't come out on Xbox or PC at least. But I always thought that Oddworld was like a second party game at least for uh, Sony because like they had never really come out on any other console. So, well, it just says available on consoles and PC. That's all it said. Mm. Console was uh, plural. Maybe it'll come out on PS4. Maybe that that would make a little bit more sense. It looks kind of fun, but it also looks to me like it's also not a seventy nine dollar game. It looks more like a forty nine dollar game. True. Just based off of the type of game it is, we won't talk about it much because Bethesda was like, "Hey, <laughs> we're we're going to drop two games this year." with Sony. I'm assuming both of these games are probably going to come out for both consoles. Um, we'll do Deathloop in a little bit just because I'm going to try and get to the order. Um, but Ghostwire Tokyo is a timed exclusive for the PS5. And it is like a first person supernatural shooter set in Japan. It's coming out in 2021. Uh-huh. I like I didn't realize until I saw some later movements in the trailer that it was a Bethesda game. And then you could totally tell it was a Bethesda game, but my God, does this look polished? Like more so than your, your, I'm very used to watching Bethesda games that are all about wastelands and post-apocalyptic, but this game looks really, really good. The characters look good. The animation looks very good. The attack, mm-hmm. like you see a lot of melee, you don't see a lot of anything else. That that guy ray tracing shows up a little bit, but no. In, in all honesty, the the game looks really, really polished for something that Bethesda did. Well, Bethesda didn't do it; they just published it. Yeah, they published it, so that means they had their name on it. Yeah, That's but all that they didn't. That. They didn't make it though. Who did make it? Um. I don't actually see the 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 crater. Wait, which but which one is this? Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I'm thinking of. Are you thinking one. of the, a different game? Yeah, I am. Oh no, no, this is definitely done by Bethesda. <laughs> uh, yeah, You're... no, Tango GameWorks is the is the developer. Okay, yeah. maybe that's why it looks good. Yeah, because it's not Bethesda. Bethesda. It's like hey. You guys have a good game and you need money to publish it. So we're going to put our name on it. Thanks. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of Deathloop, which was another one that uh, they Oh, showed. that one looked like it was just another Fallout game. But we'll go to that in a minute because that one is. Oh, I was really excited about that one. Um, anyways, Ghostwire Tokyo doesn't like obviously it's coming 2021. So it wouldn't be a console seller, but it would definitely be something I'd keep an eye on for early reviews. Mm-hmm. And if it hyped up really well, like I think that might be a launch title for me, but it would be based on a lot of reviews. It looks really cool. Yeah. And has a, that, that Bioshock feel to it. Yeah. And that, and, and it has, it, it, it looks really immersive and, and they mentioned I, that, you know, they spent a lot of time trying to, and they are finally able to make a, you know, realistic looking Tokyo. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. What What's next? I believe it is dun, 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 Jet the Far Shore. 
what were my notes on Jet the Far Shore? It kind of looked odd to me. It wasn't uh, like there. There was a lot of really big hype for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way I was kind of watching the trailer, I just didn't know what to expect. Um, do you know the the indie game like Balto games? I kind of was feeling that just kind of the way the um, like the text was coming up on the screen and how like the movements are in the game. Graphically, it looks pretty cool. The only thing I can't tell fully is, is it like a, like an oblivion style game or is it like a world builder as well, where you're kind of creating your civilization? Like what really you know anything on? though, other than this like rocket ship flying along water. Yeah. Different landscapes and stuff like that. But the thing is, is like one thing that I, I kind of saw or realized or noticed during this video is that I think the PS4 could do this and it would look exactly the same. So is this a game that was originally developed on the PS4? Oh wait, it is the PS4. Yeah. yeah it's coming out holiday 2020. I mean, they showed PS5. PS5 and PS4. So is it one of these games that was just developed for the PS4 and they ported it over to the PS5? Probably. Um, Because this is probably like a smaller indie company, right? Honestly, it looks like a cell phone game. Yeah. Like, to to be truthful, it looks like something you'd buy on Apple Arcade. I wasn't overly impressed with this one at all. I can see it being... I could see it being way more expensive than it should be and it being available. It says um, holiday 2020, which means it's probably already going to be discounted Boxing Day. Just as a guess. I think a lot of these games will have at least like a, a $10 a ten discount on Boxing Day, at least in the United States, because games are, are cheaper there. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how she goes with that one. I didn't see a lot from it, so I can't really be hyped about it. I can be like, I, I know hack and slashes aren't really my game, but I kind of got some good feelings about Godfall. The latest uh, gearbox game dropping on the PS five. Didn't it kind of make you feel for honor ish, but also the coloring looked really, really cool. Um, I just felt like the environment was a lot brighter than For Honor. They used a lot of different colors. It was a yeah, a like, very smooth trailer. It looked it looks interesting. Like it looked like it'll be a um, I don't I'm, I'm lost for the words. I think it'll be a fun kind of hack and slash type game from the looks of it, but with strategy. Yeah. I'd be interested to see also because of the way the environments are shown in the trailer, but you don't see it. I wonder if multi- like couch co-op is available. I because it. like, they, well, they, the way they zoom out on the arena, a lot of the areas are circular, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly think that couch co-op is, is still not going to be a thing this generation. Um, well, that, that can't be true because we just saw Little Big Planets Sackboy, and that's definitely a couch co-op game. Yes, but that is, I, I think, for the most part, like, yeah, there are couch co-op games this generation as well. But 
it's not as much as it was, you know, during the PS3 and Xbox 360 and and even further back, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe you're right. It's true. Like you are getting into a more individualized, personalized gaming experience. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Godfall to me would be another game I would pick up on the cheap, which isn't voting well for the PS5 lineup so far because a lot of games I'm looking at going like I wouldn't really buy this at launch. And when you're making money and you're working and you can only afford like $180 game a, a month or every two months, depending on how you play, these games add up, right? Yeah. Um, the next game that's on, uh, I wouldn't even say it's on my radar because I kind of looked at it as like, what the fuck am I watching? It was Solar Ash. Um, journey through a surreal, vividly or vivid and high styled world filled with mystery, wild hide speeds. That's literally what the game said. I watched it. It kind of looked like some anime nightmare that has happened in my brain. I've, I wasn't a huge fan of it because I didn't like the way it looked. Yeah, it just is like it. It has those vibes from games like Journey and Flow and stuff like that. It just looks like another kind of like artistic, um platformer with some weird character yeah like we understand video games are art and but the thing is like that one sorry to cut you off but that one as well is not a console exclusive it's just a limited exclusive time so it's it's coming out on ps pc ps4 ps5 so you know there's there'll be plenty of time to wait to see what this game is and get it on a sale. If, if it's something that you're interested in, but not wanting to pay full price for, there's more. Yeah, like, who knows? It could be very cool looking or sorry. It could be a very cool game, but it's going to be one that you hear about from a friend of a friend be like, Oh yeah, my friend played solar ash and they really liked it. Yeah. Like I don't see the lineup of people. I don't see video game stores buying tons of copies of it. It's just going to be one of those smaller games. Yeah, not a it, small. Game. It might be like uh, it might be one of those hidden gems that you pick up like two or three years later. Yeah, like uh, oh man, what's that one game for Game Boy? I think it's called Soul Diver, or I don't know. It's the submarine game. I can't. I can't remember what it's called. I can remember the next game though, because it is a series that is very fun, stealth based, and deserving of a sequel. We've got Hitman Three. Pretty yeah, simple. I was uh, kind of, even though right. I haven't really played the other two Hitman games. Like I, I have, but I haven't at the same time. I'm not a big fan of like the stealth action games like that. Um, but I was actually, yeah, surprised to see a Hitman Three on there, and it looks good. Yeah, it kind of. Like, I don't know. When I first saw it, I was like, oh my god, are we getting like a Hitman game? Like, when was the last time we had a Hitman game? I remember. Was it Hitman 1 where you had to, like, you kind of run through, like, this little castle thing, and you shoot somebody through the keyhole of a door, and that's how you take them out. I was like, oh, cool. And now we're coming full circle. This one doesn't look like it's, like, this one looks like it's going to be available. Oh, yeah, definitely the Hitman games are going to be coming out on every system. Um... Yeah, it will be released on Series X, Xbox One, PC, PS4, PS5. Every system. There you go. It's the console launch edition. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll get it. I've played the first two. I might I might not keep it, but I might play it and then return it or something. I don't know. Well, just I would want to play the story, but like I've never kept a Hitman game. I might actually that might be a lie. I might have the PS2 one somewhere. Um Astro's Playroom was next. I'm pretty sure that's just gonna be built into the console, maybe. It kind of uh, reminds me of the, yeah, the game that came with the PSVR, right? No, it the came. Where- it came with the uh, camera, or you needed the PlayStation camera. You didn't need the VR thing for it, but it was like, right? Yeah, it was the playroom. That's what it was, and that's like yes. came pre-installed on all of the PS4s. But you can't use it unless you have the PlayStation camera, and you Stupid. and you can't uninstall the game. I don't know if they've changed it since, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you still can't uninstall it. It's just sitting on our PS4s. Um, can't really review a game that you're going to get for free. You're going to get it for free. We think. Next game was really cool looking to me. Um, just because of the art style. I didn't really know a lot of the, like what was going on with the gameplay, but little devil inside. Did that not seem like it could be a very interesting game? Um, yeah, it looked like it was, I, I don't know. The, the art style looked pretty interesting, for sure, like you said. Um, it reminded me of the, that one Zelda, um, which Wind Waker, when you get like the the tune kind of link. Yeah. But yeah. you also have a very like Alice in Wonderland style vibe. This reminded me of uh, where the wild things are. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of actual story this is, because like this, this kid or guys hunting different monsters it looks like but he's then also, a bear. he's like is he like hunting them for this rich old guy yeah like it it looks like it'll be interesting and one thing that i i noticed especially for this one is like um the the environments look very good and it makes the character it's almost as if it's almost as if they're animated separately or or have a different art style for the environments in comparison to the characters yeah and i i think just based off the trailer the narrative of the game is it's this old man and when he goes to sleep he lives in the adventures of this child because like there's there's the one scene <laughs> Um, where he drops the bomb into the water and then it's the old guy taking a poop. Um, But then it keeps flashing back from old to young, old to young. And it might be like him living through his nightmares. There's no, like Sony doesn't have really like a synopsis that I can find, but it, this game just looks so different. And like, I understand, um, some of Sony's games right now are about using time and switching planes, but this game just looks different to me and I like it. I don't know. I don't know if I would still like pay for it like right away, but I definitely, I definitely want to learn more about it. I think that's the one thing that this trailer did. Oh, it was a Kickstarter game. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, you look at that. That makes it even cooler. Now I would buy it just to support it. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. It was uh it was done by a company called Neostream. Oh, a Kickstarter from five years ago. 
they were like, wow, that really pushed through. That <laughs> That's our apologies for not doing the proper research. Man, so the final stretch goal for this thing, I just pulled up the Kickstarter. This was originally like pitched for the Wii U. Wow. At yeah. Platform News, it was going to be dropped on the PS4, the Xbox One, the Wii U. Uh, Steam greenlit it. Wow. I'm definitely going to try this game for sure. Now knowing like where like the road it took. This has been going on since 2016. That's crazy. And 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 as a person who has backed um Multiple many games. many kickstarters and knowing how long it can take for for games or things to come out, waiting 5 years. Like I'm just reading some of the comments for the preview for the update that they just released saying that it's coming out on uh, PS5. Someone says I initially backed for the Wii U. Now I know it's not coming to the Wii U but not sure about Switch. Can I switch to PC then as I'm not sure we'll get a PS5. Like so a lot of people are in the same situation. They they backed this game like 5 years ago. It's not coming out for the Wii U anymore. They don't Was have Was their first mistake backing it for the Wii U? <laughs> um not necessarily. Like I think uh I don't know. Like it looks cool. And I think, you know, hopefully, you know, after five years of development, um, all of the people that back this and anyone who will be playing it will, will be able to get a, a quality game that, you know, it was worth, worth the wait. Hey, it took a few seconds of discovery. Like I was already sold on the game cause it looked different. It looked unique and the trailer told me a story in which I wanted to watch. Didn't know what the story was, but I assumed it was going on in that old man's mind. And for me, that is huge for selling a game at any point. And this was one of my two very pleasant surprises um, for the PS5 launch um, trailers because, yeah, this is going to be available everywhere by the looks of it. But this was such a surprising little title to me. Unlike the next game we saw, which if you have Game Pass, you likely get it for free six months later or discounted heavily because it always happens. For like $2. Not well, actually the cheapest I ever bought it for was three, but we're talking NBA 2K21. It literally just showed Zion Williams, uh, Williamson dunking a ball. The only thing I will give this demo credit for is the the sweat pouring out his face and how they like tracked it. Did that not look really real to you? Uh, yeah. It looked like he was like sweating in your living room. Oh my God. We have real, real sweat in games. Now. Can you imagine? I actually, you know what? One thing that I thought about while watching this is especially during like ratchet and clank. It is amazing how far, you know, games have come in the last, you know, just 20 years alone. Yeah. Um, where we're, we're having games that, you know, and I'll use Ratchet and Clank, for example, it looks so good. And I remember seeing games like the original, the, uh, the earlier Ratchet and Clank games when they were announced and they, and they came out, they look so good. And it's like our, our excitement for these games when they come out and it's something that we know and that we're excited for. Um, it, it hasn't changed, right? Like, 
It's kind of like Command and Conquer. How you mentioned, like I'm playing this game, the Command and Conquer re- remaster. It's the same game, but they updated it and it looks so good on modern hardware. But in my mind, when I'm playing it, it's as if I as as if I'm playing the same game I did back in 1995. Yeah, right? like. Do you have your juice box with you and you're playing your Hanson CDs or sorry, your Hanson tapes? Um, no, I'm playing Mechanical Man. This the, the Command and Conquer soundtrack is a masterpiece. You can't. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, here was honestly the game I got most excited about. And this might sound weird, but Bug Snacks. Did that game not seem like the most ridiculously fun thing you could possibly pay, uh, play? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think I would pay $79 for it. But I definitely think it's going to be in like the $50 range, which I think is still fairly acceptable for this title. I don't know. Octodad came out at like, what, 30, 30. 30 bucks. Um, it doesn't look like a game that warrants a price point over $30 TBH. Yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right, but I could just see it being priced in the $50 range, which is, I, I don't know if it's just me being like, Oh, it's cause I want it. It's going to be more expensive than like, remember when cuphead came out and we're like, Oh, I wouldn't pay more than $20 and it was 30 and where everybody was like, fuck you. Yeah. Still haven't bought it. Like I know. And like, we were one of the first people to literally play that game. I mean, within reason. But I thought this game was very well animated. I thought it was kind of cool that you could just eat fruit and become whatever the fruit was. It just looks so chaotic and marvelous and like whimsical. And like there was a sub snake and it looks fun. I think it, it, it'll be one of those games that make you laugh. But it was a crab apple. That's so funny. I just got that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But how how many or how far into the game will it be where you don't see anything new? Right. Yeah. Or the other thing is, like, how far into the game will you get before you forget to finish it? Because, like, I like to be honest, if this was available today, I would play it. Like, if it was on a like a download system of some point or sort. And like you had it available to you, but like, would I complete it? It's like some of the games I'm trying right now in our challenges. If the story isn't gripping, it's just like, I'm not going to continue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that, pleasant surprise. Yeah. It, it looks interesting. Really it looks interesting, but I don't think I would pay full price for it just because I don't know how much depth there is to it or, or really what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to be like Octodad, sort of. Which I never really played. It was um, it was very hard. Because the movements were really weird. Um, Demon Souls is the next game that came out or that was shown off. Uh, we only have a few games left, which is phenomenal. Uh, Demon Souls to me, like I thought it was going to be kind of like a Diablo Ragnarok style game. It's exactly what you expect while watching a video game based on demons also kind of thought it was going to be like a elder, uh, elder scrolls style game, 
Like the first 30 seconds of the trailer didn't tell me otherwise. And then you kind of see like those first few demons drop into the mansion. And a guy fighting, you're like, oh, cool, a new Skyrim. And, then, and it's not. It's just a new Demon Souls game. Well, it's a remake of the first Demon Souls. Yeah, but it looks way cooler. It looks good. I'll, I'll give it that, but I'll never play it. <laughs> but when did you know it was Demon Souls? When they said I didn't until the title. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, this one to me, like I just I don't play Demon Souls games, but I mean I'll try it. Um, Deathloop. This is one we wanted to talk about. What was your first thoughts? Um, I don't, I don't really know. It looks stupid. It. I don't know. I don't like the art style. Um, Wait, you, you don't like Fallout 4? It doesn't look <laughs> like Fallout 4. It kind of does. Like the, the environments do. The characters also kind of look like the um, the synths a little bit. It it looks like... Um, I, I don't know if I... like. I, I get the concept where it's like you are an assassin... And there's like another assassin trying to kill you and everyone else is trying to kill you. I don't know if it's going to be a game where it's where like you're playing through specific levels or if it's like open world adventure kind of thing. Um, If it's like an open world adventure or not even like open world, but like um, what was those other ones uh, like Dishonored and whatnot where that that's it's actually made by the same people who did Dishonored. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if it if it plays like that, where you're not really loading, like you're going from region to region, but it's not like a, a set. Like this is the next mission. Like we're gonna select your mission and yeah. send you off on it. So if if it has a world that you can explore and stuff like that, that's cool. But if it turns out to just be kind of like an arcade shooter where it's like you have to get timings down to kill enemies and survive, you know, then it just comes, turns into a game of like memorization. And, and I don't really care about that. To me, to me, the other big thing I saw combat style was very Wolfenstein. Like you shoot and then you could like use your, your ability to move people away with their hand, like with your hands. I can't remember what it was called in Wolfenstein, but that kind of thing. Like you have like a telekinetic power. Mm -hmm. Like you shot that person. Now get out of my way. Um, it's cool. I thought it was, I thought it was neat. I would definitely want to try it before I buy it. Reviews are going to be a huge thing. Yeah, for sure. Also, it looks like it's going to be buggy as hell. It's just got that kind of like feel that it looks like it's going to be buggy. Plus, I don't think you'd want to keep reliving a game. They got rid of rewind features in games because it was stupid. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'll leave that one. Uh, I got really nothing left. Resident Evil 8, The Village. Did that not look cool? Yeah. I At first, I didn't really know what it was. But it looks very good. I think uh, Capcom's got something um, really, really good going for them with their new Resident Evil engine that they've been using. And um, 
I know that they've they've redid Resident Evil two and three. I think there's talks of them redoing or remaking Resident Evil four, which is arguably one of the best Resident Evil games ever made. Yeah. Um, but it's it's good that they are extending the story. So we're getting Resident Evil eight. I never played Resident Evil seven. Um, I I know people have. I've watched it. I'm I'm not like a huge fan on the horror game, so um, I don't know if I'll I'll play this one. But it's it's cool that who, who is it? Chris Redfield's like the bad guy or something like that in it. Yeah. So interesting concept, like inter- interesting uh, story twist, very twisty. Um, okay. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that's going to be a a big seller for sure. Yeah. It's like, to me, like Resident Evil games are always super exciting, but it's, they're also scary as fuck. Like if you're playing them in the right environment. Yeah. Which is great. And I'm excited for this title. We know it's going to be available on everything. It doesn't matter to us. It's just going to be really cool to see both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X really push the resident evil series to the next level mm-hmm. um uh second last but not least we have pragmata oh resident evil i'll pick up discounted like i usually do just as a a, a final to that i had no idea what was going on in this entire trailer at all yeah it looked like a kojima game <laughs> Yeah, it, like you have no idea what's happening. I literally wrote Death Stranding. It to me like it was weird because he the um his mask kind of made me think of like um oh uh, damn why can't I think of that uh, not Ark the Anthem yeah they kind of yeah. look like the Anthem people mm-hmm. and then he like pulls out this canister and I'm like oh am I watching a Death Stranding like expansion and then he like shoots the air to see like those fragments. I'm like, Oh, the division does that kind of stuff. That's kind of cool. The game was just all over the place. Yeah. They're looking for this kid. It looks interesting though. Yeah. But it's not another fucking cat. Two years. So I think this is going to be a, a, some of the things looks really like hair on the girl still looks pretty bad. Um, but I, I think this is a game that we're going to see that is over the next two years. We're going to see a lot of improvements graphically. Um, and like any game that they show that has a release date so far in advance, I, I bet this trailer is going to have nothing to do with the game when we release, when, when they release it. Oh, it's this year's God of War. When you look at that. Um, the one thing I will talk about really briefly is the way they showed the cat. I thought that was kind of cool. You could like kind of see through the cat, so you could see a spine, and you could see some of the veins in the cat's body. I just I thought that was really neat, and it was uh, like they're definitely using this trailer to kind of show off what the console's capable of, while also showing some of its flaws. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to see what this could be. Um, it also like this kid's breathing on the moon. Are we not talking about that? She's some sort of artificial intelligence. <laughs> or or like a figment of his imagination type thing. Maybe, but that spacesuit also looks like it's a pain in the ass to haul yeah, around. Yeah, but he looks, he looks very limber in it. Like coming 2022. I'm not going to remember this until next June. 
if if that like straight up. Yeah. Well, no, because they'll show us it again in 2021. That's true. And then in as 2022 comes out, Sony will inevitably be like, "Oh, we got a delay," and then we're not going to see the game till 2023. You heard it here now, folks. And then it'll 2023. be it'll be a PS6 launch title. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's going to be like when we see Starfield next week, when Bethesda does their like weird presentation. Or is that the beginning of July? We'll see Starfield for the first time, hopefully. Yeah. Um, finally, I'm I'm glad they saved like a Horizon game. You could you could have saved a few titles, but Horizon Forbidden West looked really really good. Sorry, Horizon Two. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that out of everything that they showed, this is their biggest release. This is the game that you know people are gonna buy con- the console for. This and maybe Spider Man. I mean, I didn't see a, a Horizon Forbidden West console. I saw a Spider-Man console already. Yeah, but which looks th- this game? The Spider-Man looks, looks yeah, way better than the, the stupid one that they released. Uh, yeah, I, it, it looks good. I think, but Horizon Zero Dawn looked incredible as well. So, and and Guerrilla Games always knows how to really really tap into the potential of a console um they've done so since the playstation 2 era and like the kill zone games and stuff like that right so i'm i'm not doubting at all that that this game is going to be amazing and and totally worth the purchase at launch But it's uh, it, it's just going to be like one of those, it's going to be one of those games uh, that really shows off the the console, the power of it, and I think this is just like a starting a starting point for for them in these kinds of adventure games. Um, so I don't know. I I think if I were to if I were to get a game. Uh, at launch between this or Spider-Man, I would probably go for this one. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to really say about this one. Yeah. Um, sorry, I had a technical glitch there. I was talking and you couldn't hear me. No, I, I see if I were to go between the two, I would definitely pick Spider-Man. Um with that being said, that's your PS5 game launch. The console really quickly looks. <laughs> oh my god! Like anybody who was talking shit about the Series X needs to like take a quick look and be like, "Man, all the things I said about the PS5, they were just clearly super wrong." Okay, so here's that the thing: looks <laughs> the PS5 looks. Uh, Angela said it looks like a router, um, and I actually have a picture of someone. Uh, I, I'm gonna post some pictures on our our Instagram because it's funny. Um, it looks like a tower fan that you would get in your room. Yeah. Um, so interesting things like there's people that hate it. There's people that love it in, um, my other, uh, you know, media partner group, that thing that I do my board gamer stuff with, we were kind of chatting about it and they absolutely love the look of now it's really making me question all of these people, um, they they <laughs> love the look of the PS5. 
And I was like, really? Like it, it looks, it looks like a, and I, I said this to you, it looks like one of those knockoff, you know, 250 and one game consoles that you buy in the back of like, a, you know, a, a Asian surplus store that, you know, it, it, that has like NES games on it. Yeah. It, it looks really stupid. Um, or it looks like something from, you know, a concept from like early 2000. Um, and it's funny because like people are like, Oh, it looks way better than the Xbox series X. I'm like, why the series X? Yes. It is just a block. It, it's a rectangle, but it will fit in any, uh, you know, home theater setup. It's, doesn't look like it is it's not drawing attention to the console like the physical device itself because it doesn't need to be you know what i mean yeah i think with microsoft they developed the they developed like the form factor and then fit everything into it whereas sony they are going for bigger and then just developed the it's like oh instead of just having a large slab let's make it look a little better. So then they added these, it looks like someone's popped collar. <laughs> Except the way they're presenting it, it doesn't look like you can lay it down. So you can, you, like the you can, they, they posted some photos um, after, I, I don't know if there were some in there, like some short shots, but it can be placed horizontally, but you still need to use the stand. Odd. I don't know. Like, to, to me, like, if I'm going to buy the PS5, I'm going to buy the ultimately cheaper digital version. Yeah, because you're not one to really, like, buy a lot of physical games, right, for, for that system. Yeah, and it's more or less like if I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it for only a few titles anyways, right? So, like, I'm not going to need to offload and unload and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I personally would like if, if the price difference is my guess is the price difference is going to be like 50 bucks. So eventually when I do get it, I'm, I'm going to get the, the one with the disc drive. Um, just also because I do prefer to buy physical games. Um, it's going to help with your backwards compatibility too. Mm -hmm. And and I have a, a, a decent number of PS4 games on physical disc that, I'm hoping that I will be able to play. So, you know, just being able to do that. Um, like, and I, I had the digital only uh, Xbox, the Xbox sad edition. Um, and I felt like at, when I got it, I was like, okay, yeah, this will be fine. I'll, I'll be able to use this. But I felt like not having a disc drive was more of a hindrance for me. Well, yeah. Not because you wouldn't be able to play some games, right? Yeah, and and not only because of that, but it's like things like I, I, you know, like using it as a DVD or Blu-ray player, um, or if I get a game, like I, I actually at the time because I didn't have access to my, um, One X, you know, there was games that I found on a really good price, uh, physical, but it's like you know what, like there's no point in me buying this because I'm not going to be able to play it for you know months. So I might as well not get it. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, um, it looks dumb, though. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see more in the coming months. Um, there's going to be a lot of presentations coming out in the next little bit. We're going to tackle it whatever way we possibly can, probably just as regular news, unless there's a bigger one like EA mm-hmm. or 
Bethesda. We know we have a Microsoft show for you guys in August, which is going to be exciting. Um, so, but lastly, one, sorry, one thing I wanted to point out, just with the size of the um, the PS5, and I, I'm going to post these pictures on our Instagram as well. Um, so if if you take the disk drive as a reference point, right, because the disk drive is going to be a set size, you can get a general idea by positioning um, where by by lining up the consoles with the disk drive. So the PlayStation Five. Um, so this image that I have, the disk drives are lined up, and they also use the controllers as um, an example. The Series X is the height of approximately three Xbox controllers, whereas the PS5 is the height of four PlayStation 5 controllers. We don't know the, the exact dimensions of those yet, but uh, it's significantly larger or taller than the Series X. So uh, I know for sure in my home theater setup, there's no way that I can fit this thing vertically. Um, now, if you want to compare it to the horizontal size, I have an image here of aligning the uh, disk drives for the PlayStation 4 Slim, the PS3 Fat, and I guess that would be like the PS... Another PS3? I don't know. Um, it is. It is wider or taller however you want to put it than the fat ps3 that's crazy which that system was massive so i i I wonder if sony has how much of the system is cooling you know like yeah like like how loud will this console sound like majority of that system has got to be a, a a massive fan. Um, and my guess is that when I do buy it, I'm, I'm probably going to wait for like a slim model or something like that, because, you know, looking at my home theater setup, I don't have room. Like I would have to take out one of my other consoles just to be able to fit this in horizontally. I said the exact same thing about like the way our, like we have uh, well, you've seen it before. We have the Ikea like console table. Mm-hmm. it's air quotes, but like it has four thin ones at the top and then four big ones at the bottom that you can put boxes in. Um, our cable box originally didn't fit in there. It had to go underneath the TV and my switch doesn't fit in one of the console spots. So if my, like my switch sits in like a big empty void, which I don't really like. So yeah. Could you imagine all the furniture designers just being like, fuck, here we go again. Like, come on. Yeah. No, gotta stop this um we do have to wrap but i can't wrap without throwing the challenge out so your challenge this week sir david the people's choice champion not the people's champion's choice will you play scream ride (laughs) riptide gp renegade or super hot um all available on both playstation and x and they're all leaving soon aren't they yeah so like i tried to pick you a free game pass challenge that way you could pick something indie and they're time sensitive uh you know i'm gonna do well like i don't know it's either gonna be between riptide gt or scream ride because i feel like they're both more of a um like similar in a sense where it's you know, like you're going along a track and like Riptide GT is like a racing game, right? So yeah. 
but scream ride is you're making a um what's it called a roller coaster but you yeah, you're doing it on get console it. and you want to do it as fast as possible and you want to like kill people or something like that so i think based off of just like my interest i want something that's a little more f- like humorous and i think i'm going to get that from scream ride so that's that's going to be it well we look forward to hearing your review next thursday and seeing your review online shortly after. Yes. So uh, for, for anyone that had noticed, I think you mentioned this at the beginning, we, we're doing uh, short little reviews on our Instagram that, you know, give we'll be able to give you our input on some of these games. And I think moving forward, we're going to be doing, what, like alternating weeks? Yeah, and we're going to do some combo ones, which are going to be fun. Sometimes we're going to watch movies and complain about them, too. It's going to be great. Yeah, because we don't like to talk. We don't normally complain about movies, right? <laughs> Not unless it's um, Logan Lucky, which you ended but, up loving anyways. So <laughs> it was like the first ten minutes versus the last forty-five to an hour of uh, uh, Sausage Party. Yeah, pretty much. All right, guys. So that is it for this one. If you like what you're listening to, obviously subscribe to everything we've got, and we will catch you next week. See ya. Peace.